0: If you're the type of person who's so curious about human nature and what makes people tick, especially when it comes to dating and romance and partnership, this interview is for you. Hey, Adele Wong here, and welcome to the podcast where we explore all things related to being human and spiritual at the same time for one big bodacious life and livelihood. And I think we can all agree that relationships is a huge part of of creating a life that works. As part of the human experience, relationships, whether it's dating, romance, with your kids, if that part of our life doesn't work, it's hard to groove it out on planet Earth. And I am so excited to share with you today portions of my interview that I had recently with an amazing man, Andre Paradis. Andre has been at the top of his game, which is dance in Hollywood. This is a man who's danced with all the greats, Paula Abdu, Michael Jackson, Prince. And wouldn't you believe that there is an amazing correlation between dance, energy, and relationships? I hunted Andre down because I've always intuitively sensed this. I wasn't interested in the analysis of it. I didn't want to study it or explain it. I'm much more for the experience of it. And Andre will take you on an experience of what is it, this thing that we're talking about, and why is it so beautifully correlated with dancing? We'll talk about the differences between men and women, uh, particularly why women often feel very isolated in a crowd, and he's gonna share what he sees in people on um, the dance floor or in a dance studio is exactly what's already happening to people, out in the world, whether it's with your boss, with your kids, um, you know, because wherever you go, there you are. So without further ado, hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, Adele here. And today I am so excited to be, you all seem to sit down, sit down and pay attention because I'm interviewing an amazing humanoid, um, artist, teacher, relationship coach, energy person, Andre Paradis from California and the reason why I hunted Andre down is because we're of the same background in energy (laughs) and dance and you know so Andre welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Adele. Yeah. Happy to be here. I'm actually very excited because I know you and I are going to roll this thing. We're
0: going to rock it out. We are. We are. Because I feel like it's time for an upgrade of our conversation about how we do this thing called life and especially relationships. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, you know, because there are both lots of people talking about relationships these days and your, your life coaching, but it tends to be from my perspective, and we were talking about this, Andre, very cognitive approach think positive affirmations visualizations now you and i came from the other side of the house of dance yep the the thing that seems the most opposite to you know how to do things but in the end i'm going to have you share how dance saved your life and then i'm going to share how it saved my life because Dance saved our lives, but in very different ways. So Andre, before oh, oh, I get to read Andre's bio, the, the official bio. Okay. So Andre's been studying people his whole life. So you were compelled to teach us finding and knowledge for the masses because people were saying, "Why are things always so hard or confusing?" So Andre has studied a lot of amazing work. I'm, f- I'm familiar with the Pack's work with Alison Armstrong, which talks a lot about the difference between the masculine and the feminine. And there's nothing more, uh, you know, the pedal meets the metal or, f- yeah, whatever. Wh- rubber,
1: rubber meets the road. Rubber
0: meets the metal or your soul meets the dance floor with <laughs> with when you're with another person. So if you've been doing all your personal development alone and in your head and with a book, with a one-way podcast, oh, my God. Nothing's working. Doesn't work. So Nothing I'm works, yeah. And what I love, okay, you've done PACS, you've done, uh, say, you do a lot of coaching around the world around um, relationships, dating, yep. Yep. Uh, and also some other things on work, workplace negotiation, because yep. folks, we're not talking only on the romantic dance today, because if you understand energy and the dance between people, that is in every relationship. Yeah, Parenting, yeah. which you, I know you talk about, Uh, workplace negotiation, corporate leadership, you have to understand energy. And in order to do that, you have to actually feel something in your meat bucket to know where you are and feel the other person. Wouldn't you agree, Andre?
1: Absolutely. Like we forget that, you know, everything we do throughout the day, every interaction is a relationship.
0: Is a relationship.
1: How how you show up, how we bounce off each other right? Absolutely. You, think, you think it's them? Well, it's half of you. It's not them. It's half mm-hmm. you. Like, how do you approach? How do you communicate? Do you communicate? Do you get the results? Do you get misinter- misinterpreted, misinterpreted? Yeah. That, that means me. you're not communicating. That means you're not I, communicating, right? Like I came from
0: the world of, I
1: sucked at it.
0: I was horrible. <laughs> and I know you came from a rough background also And dance. Dance is the understanding of energy, oh. even though people think it's about performance and technique. So um, often, Andre say relationships can seem like a power struggle and the magic, everybody write this down. The magic is to be fully aware of the energy mechanism in place in these dynamics and learn to negotiate in terms of how to reduce power struggle. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to read the rest of this. I'm going to post it. I want to dive right in. Andre, tell us a little bit about your journey um, from dance, like how dance basically saved your life because i know it saved mine
1: it so did so really quickly this is a long story but i'm gonna try to chop it down because it's a long story um i i i was born the fourth kid a family of five kids uh french Canadians in canada in the snow blah blah and you know it's interesting i know as little people like little kids toddlers don't have words to express themselves right you feel stuff life life happens but they're so you get to scream and, and have a fit and that kind of stuff, but there's no, so it takes a while before the brain catches up to the feelings of whatever's going on around you. So I was five years old and I, I remember exactly where I was sitting in the steps in the house. I remember the carpeting, the wallpaper, I just, like this, this lightning bolt moment. I realized something just happened to my brothers and I realized, huh, like my thoughts came with my feelings right, together at this moment that I was obviously born in the wrong family. Something had gone really wrong. These people did not like me. I did not get, like, I couldn't groove with them. I was, like, an outsider within the house, seven people in the house, and I don't fit in. Like, I'm completely at, at odds with them. They don't like me. Like, so it was sort of this kind of boom. Terrifying, terrifying as a five-year-old. Like, you realize you're alone in the world. Like that's, there was the connection, like this, this, nobody gives a crap. Nobody cares. And I'm, I'm that I'm going to have to do this alone. I'm going to have to do this alone, even though I'm surrounded. Right. So that, what, what happened to me is I kind of like opened up my awareness. Like I became like hyperly aware of everything around me. You know what I mean? It became my radar went like watching the world, watching the world, trying to make sense of that. How is that possible in the first place? That's so bizarre, you know, but trying to, so try to make sense of my circumstances, but it became my, my mode of operation. You know, I got to school in the first grade. I was odd. I was awkward. I didn't fit in, like the same thing that my family, right? So you want to call it black sheep, but black sheep is cool at my age. It's not cool at five, at six, seven, eight, 11, right? Like you just, you get tortured, right? So couldn't fit in, awkward kid, shy, introverted, out of sort, don't know who I am. And that was like my sort of how I operate in the world. Fast forward to 15 years old, I'm a dork. I, again, I don't, you know, I can't be part of the stuff very well, I'm, you know. But at 15, I went to, it was interesting, I went to a private high school that turned into a, pri- like a private college. So it was like the last couple of years of high school into two years of college was the setting of the school. Fancy, private, blah, blah. And the first... Just like college, the first week, you kind of take all your classes, sign up for all your classes, and orientation day, I remember a girl who I didn't know knew I existed because that was my life, comes right a little tiny little thing, comes up and she goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, I want to take ball, ballroom for PE, and we need partners. Do you want to do ballroom with me? We have to sign as a couple. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> I remember thinking, hmm, I hated PE because I had to change. Canada is always cold. Right. <laughs> I was swimmer, always cold, even in the indoor pools, always cold, always freezing, you know, taking clothes off. <sighs> so, I'm, my, my first thought was, I won't have to change. Right. Plus one. And then I looked at her, she's petite little, you know, 106 pound, little, beautiful little thing. And I said, I get to hold her in my arms. Uh, duh. Like, <laughs> right. So, of course, sign class. Now, this was this, this the part that's interesting is I never took a dance class in my life. Right. That was the kid at the bottom of the pool <laughs> swimming. <laughs> I get to the class. It was a week later. I get her you know, in my arms. The teacher starts teaching. And this is the gift. It's like whatever I saw, I could instantly copy. Like just automatically. Dope. Dope. Own it. Have it. Have it. Have it. Right? Enough that the teacher would get frustrated with me. Because, you know, he's like, dude, can you struggle a little bit? I'm like, I, I'm not trying to be <laughs> You know, because I would stand there because I, I got it. I got it. So what happened is he, then he got me to help him, obviously. So I'd grab, I'd help the guys lead and I would take the girls, all the girls for a ride because I could. So I go from geek to star. Fascinating. Right.
0: Yeah. You had yeah. that natural talent that uh-huh. you didn't know you had. And we were talking before, you have a body that's built well for not just ballroom, but. Ballet, Ballet and, yeah. and jazz, and you went on to dance with some of the. Oh, tell us! Tell us! A, I mean, you went from you started with ballroom, and then went to like the Paula Abdul's and the Princes of yeah, yeah. the World. So
1: yeah, yeah. I, start, I started with ballroom. I was back east in in Montreal, in Quebec ah, City. Okay, Right? So you so you on the East Coast.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And for some reason, at the time, I don't know how ballroom was everywhere on the East Coast. That's why we ended up having it at school. It was like instead of you know here in Los Angeles now it's salsa. The salsa clubs everywhere. Back Uh then was ballroom clubs everywhere. So me and my buddy who were both in the same class used to break in with fake IDs to go to the ballroom clubs, drink orange juice and swing the old ladies around. That's that's rebels, right? (laughs) That's what we did. (laughs) That's how we spent our weekends dancing with the old ladies. Cause you go up to when you're like 17 years old and you go put your hand out, you know, to take the lady on a cha-cha like they, right. They love it. Yeah. Little studs and we were good at it. Right. So it was different than me. Um, Style wise, but anyway, so that's that's what that was my life. So, what, I, what happened at, at 19, I moved to Vancouver across the other side of Canada, and I get to Vancouver, there's no ballroom, it doesn't exist, it, it doesn't exist unless you want to do Arthur Murray, which is just private classes, and you know, it's just a whole different beast. And that's not at all what I was interested in. By then, I was performing ballroom, like I did a couple of competitions in the East Coast. I get to the West Coast, nothing okay. <clears throat> and then one day, uh, my roommate's like, "You got to dance. This in your blood. This, this is who you have to be. You have to dance." Then I go, "I know, but you know, like it's not doesn't no. You have to dance." So one Saturday morning, she was a girl roommate. She's she, one Saturday morning, I would found a dance studio, like a jazz studio downtown. And she's like, "We'll go to dance class." But you know, drags me to dance class. <clears throat> I remember thinking, "Wow, this is like so different. The stretching, the conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. That's an hour of conditioning before you dance." Mm-hmm. And then I have to follow what they're doing, which I was, I was pretty good at. Again, my eye could pick it up, uh, but I was in no shape, really, no flexibility, no, right? Anyway, but that challenge kind of turned me on. I, now, and again, you know this, right? Like music and movement, music and movement, when they come together, the vibrations, the frequency of that in your muscles, it's euphoric. It's euphoric. You know, singers it's experience the same thing.
0: It's, it's a, a natural high. It's a natural high.
1: Singers will say this. Well, sing, singers will hit a note and the vibration of the note in their bodies, they start crying, right? It's just a pure. It's the
0: same on the violin. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Musicians don't totally understand this. Like, you know, a trumpet player who plays a trumpet is, is, is playing his soul. You know, you can hear the vibration, the violin. The musicians really get this. So dancers, this is my instrument. So what happened is, this is insane, but within three months doing jazz, which I was, it takes years to be able to even God be any good within three months. I got a scholarship. Wow. Scholarship. We train you for free. You have potential. Huh? Now the first, you know, there was a six month scholarship. So after that, I got another scholarship and I got a scholarship and then I got a scholarship across the street at a ballet studio. And then that's what I discovered my frame, my body was built for that my proportions, my hips, my feet, my turnout, my, my, all of it. It was that I could build for this. I'm like, Oh, didn't know. Okay. That's interesting. And that became my trajectory. So take that all the way to, if you're going to make a living at dancing, you have to go where the living is. So that was moving to Los Angeles and Michael Jackson, Prince, Paula Abdul, Hulu Iglesias. I traveled the world for 15 years, choreographing, teaching, producing you know, dance shows and dance uh, productions made a living at it. So I, I was like the 1% who actually got to live the dream. But the most important part, this we brought forth in the beginning, is it saved my life because of my background, because of my disconnect with my family and myself and not understanding why I was born, why I was here, why it was so insanely weird and difficult. I was really depressed. I was a sad little kid my entire life, right? Suicidal, back and forth many times, not understanding. But when I started dancing, that, like, again, the music and the body coming together, right? Like musicians and, and, and singers, like, and it, I remember I remember the endorphins and the feeling good. And I think I smiled truly from the bottom of my heart the first time in that, that first dance class. Like, I just, it just lifted my spirit. So... You know, then I became the star in class and lifted my spirit. Lifted my spirit, and and what happened is, as I kept teaching at um, dancing, it literally changed the chemistry of my brain. Where instead of being depressed, I became up. I it just lifted me up, and then I was happier and I was smilier. And and as it developed through the years, I get because it kept. I mean, it took me. I was in the hole. You know, what I, mean? I was not going to make it. But even went to jazz dancing and everything. I kept you know the hard work and the dopamine. The chemistry of all this, within a few years, not only am I not depressed, I'm not suicidal, suicidal anymore, but life is pretty good. I feel joy, and maybe this could be a good life, and maybe I could go for the things that other people are looking for, dreaming dream and literally work myself into a healthy mental place through my body with dancing. It absolutely saved my life. I was not going to make it.
0: Oh my God, that's so beautiful. There's so much that could be said about what's happening in our culture right now. People are numb. They do not feel the body at all. And we are trained to solve our problems from up here because dance also saved my life, but in a very different way. So you came into this, you discovered dance and you're naturally gifted and took (laughs) off. There are some of us who sucked (laughs) our whole life and would watch people like you in the uh. front room and go home and cry. Right. Because you're feeling the joy of the music. I can't do it. I'm a perfectionist. Right. And at that point, there comes a conversation. Why are you doing something? And this can be a translation into life. Right. Are you trying to perform, which is a little bit more of a Western, you know, I'm, I'm a star or are you doing something because you come alive? Your, you are um, the experience wow. of it, right? Wow. So if we like, if when we talk about dance or original form from the time people sat around, you know, fireplaces and stuff, it was for the experience of feeling alive. It wasn't an an audience thing to watch, but now it's gotten translated into how good are you. Right. How many pirouettes and all this other stuff? And is my technique great? And mm-hmm. but we forget that what's saving people's lives and what you're doing with your ballroom, although it looks fabulous. And I'm for the the beautiful sequin gowns and I love all the glitz and all that. But the experience, I think, is what's probably saving people's butt more than how go- I mean, it is gorgeous to watch when you yeah. watch, you oh. know, the, the feminine and masculine, it, 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 it can make you cry. But I know that it's more powerful for the person actually in it. And you have that gift that you are teaching people about the experience rather than, okay, first position and all this other stuff, which is great. But I was suicidal. I was not anything like you. I sucked. I was horrible. And I'm the one that nobody wanted in class. I'm bumping along. You can feel it when the teacher doesn't want you there. And I I could feel the depression, even if they never said anything. It just went right through me. It was horrible, right? So anyone who can understand energy to bring people out, like what you're doing, Mm. because I looked at all your stuff you know, the ability to evoke people into a greater sense of aliveness. That is what we need more in the world, everybody. So this is not a podcast about turning you into professional dancer. No. What can, how do you come alive besides thinking about all this crap all day long? So when I saw that you're using your dance background and you've danced with the best Prince and I mean, that must've been fabulous. That was
1: insane. That would, yeah. <laughs> pinch, pinch me where I'm, I'm shaking Michael Jackson's hand. I'm oh. having a conversation with Michael. Michael, what are I'm you leaning, doing with? I'm leaning whatever. on Michael. I'm leaning on Michael. We're taking pictures of leaning on Michael. Like, like these are surreal moments. Oh, surreal. Uh, moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and because you're an artist and you, we're, we're both artists, you understand what happens in the artist's psyche. And honestly, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're at the Michael Jackson level. The average bear, my experience has been depression is because people have lost their song. They have lost their dance and, or they only do it alone. Right. In nature. Right. Because that's the only safe place we've got right now you are actually teaching people to duet with another humanoid, whether it's your child, your boss, yep. or in, in dating, intimate partnership. And your that partner. can save the friggin' world.
1: Anyway, i I'll shut up. No, thank you. That's like, I'm with you. This is exactly like the way I see it, right? Like it's, 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 we have to jump back into life. We have to bounce together without to bounce off each other and learn how to more than get along but how you know people are funny you're right because like we're all isolated trying to like pretend we're something we're not and you know all this social media that's trying to show that your life is great and you none of that is true my favorite is they go i have five thousand friends i go you have no friends you have absolutely zero friends where are your friends who comes to your house on the weekend nobody right that this is an illusion it's a terrible so i i so and we we for some reason people are putting that together but you just did is the you find out who you are with the relationships that you create around you that this is bouncing off on each other That you go this right really there me off. Yeah. everybody write that
0: down it's with each other dance was originally in community you yep. know it's not like you just I mean you can dance by yourself of course uh, that's what I did earlier on because I was so socially awkward mm-hmm. but for me earlier on being in class was just painful Because I, you know, I I just didn't know how to even stand next to somebody and just, I would, I'm sure the teachers were sick of me, but they would look at me and all (laughs) my energy was like, I'm over here. Don't look at me. Mm. I couldn't even stand to look at myself in the mirror. Wow, That was how bad it was, you know, because you can see, you can tell everything about, I'm sure when you look at someone's energy, tell me what you see. You can. (laughs) You can instantly see or everything.
1: I could yeah. see their confidence. I could see how they feel about themselves. I could see their comfort level, right? Like a new person, a new person in, a, in, a, in an environment kind of gets to be a little like you watch from the beginning at all, like, okay, checking everything around them, like there's a little nervous of hyper vigilance awareness at some level, depending on the comfort zone, their sensitivity level. There are 15% of the population that are called um, extremely – extremely they're not empath. they're called super sensitive people so oh. they they feel the world come at, at them bigger right yes. so too much daylight blinds them, too much noise like deafens them right too much too yeah. much like too too many people around energetically just chokes him up, right? And and
0: you know, from your PAX training and some of the, because energy training, it's a result of trauma, everybody.
1: Often. People were
0: not born this way. So we have to, I was like, Andre and I, we have to find a way to get people alive again. And sometimes too much talking gets in the way. Say more about, like, because this is what you do all day, Andre. You're a master at this. I'm going to shut up and listen.
1: Well, no, of course, what happened is interesting because my, my, watching people all the time, watching people all the time, right? From the age of five, you know, you'll find myself, you know, if I take my wife to the mall, <clears throat> you know, she'll go shopping because she likes this. I'll sit at the fountain and watch people. <laughs> and I watch what I pick up. So what happened is I got, I'm so, it's something that I developed just by doing it so much. But I could look at somebody and I pick up their energy. I, I understand, mm-hmm. I feel exactly what's going on with them it's I cool yeah, it's people, cool it's super cool it's,
0: you can feel someone's energy even not looking at them you know see. if if you're in a dance room and there's somebody really rocking it in the back you can feel it and like it, it's one person in a class changes the whole room the whole vibe. without Straight saying up. a single thing Straight and up. you can also tell if there's a diva you know yep. that you know so it, it's it's so fascinating you could, you
1: could tell the person who's putting it on that's the person who just owns it the person who's confident that person, the one who's trying too hard, the, the one who's thinking everybody's judging them when nobody cares. Do you know what I mean? But it, it vibrates off of them, right? People, you just go, okay, I'm just going to stay on the other side of the room from you. I'm not sure why. Well, <laughs> yeah, I usually know why, right? Like, I just yeah. don't want any I- of that close to me. And then re- gravitate to the people who actually are in their bodies. They're actually present. They're authentic. You talk to them and they're right with you. They're not pretending. There's no mask. They're like, hey, right? Like, and so the, the, these are peppered everywhere, by the way. Like, these are the people you use that they like. You don't know why. They're real. There's no front. There's no mask. They're in their bodies. They're present. They're real. Authentic. You know, and the people you go, oh, I don't know. I don't, I can't even grab onto all of that. And I think I'm just going to step over there because there's so much, a, there's so much covering up here that it's oh, not it's, only unhealthy, it's creepy. It's actually creepy.
0: Yeah, it's an energetic, um, well, I don't know. We hope it's a symphony, but sometimes not. If you just sit in the back of a dance class and you feel every person's energy, sometimes it's very uh, harmonious. Sometimes it's lumpy. You know, it's flowing here, it's stuck there. And and because of that, because I could see that I was uber self-conscious, that I was not one of those super confident, I, I felt very inadequate all the time. And you can see it. It's sure. the thing. If other people can see your insecurities, it's pretty embarrassing. Right. And then I had to think, well, why are you dancing, Adele? Are you trying to impress anyone? And I'm like, well, it's helping me come alive and I'll go to class. I paid for this class anyway. I'll just, you take know, bump I along take. instead yep. of trying to be the star anymore. So the best instructors, they don't care how great you are you know, how, how many turns they're there. They have that ability to pull out without intimidating somebody, Yep. you know, cause some teachers, you, you, it's so scary to be around them. And yeah. everybody's like, pick me, pick me, you know, and I'm sure you've seen
1: that. Yeah. I know for me, it's like, I could see you. I could see you.
0: <laughs> and I don't want you to see me sometimes. I'm a no, hot mess. But I mean,
1: my, my point is like in a third row in the back of the class, I could see, and I could see the fear. I could see the insecurities. So they go, you know, you're, how do you help someone? You're, be, you're better than you think. You got to see you the way I see you. Come here. So, how do
0: you do that? Give us right. a masterclass um, because, I, folks, this is energy. This, energy. this is all energy.
1: Well, because you understand this is pretty human basic need. We all need to be seen and heard, right? <clears throat> and often in, in social uh, places, circumstances like a dance class or any class, right? When you have people around you, you start comparing yourself. You start seeing, your, you know, you're aware of your shortcomings, right? She's taller, she's pretty, she's blonder, she's thinner, she's more talented, she's got a boyfriend, Ugh, right? Which is completely taking you out, right? But in the place where you stop focusing on that, that's in a class where you have to focus on the dance or me or the exercise, that drops. There's no, you can't do both at the same time. So that drops, the, the, the mass drops, the the comparing yourself to you just become like in the moment of trying to follow the class that I could see you. And I go, ah, I, see, I can I can see the golden heart that's been beat up. I could see the insecurities. I could see the one who thinks she's all that. I'm like, you're not in, in none of that. So I'm going to just let you be right. You're not, you're so again, her insecurities are making her put a front that's actually irritating. Right. But I, I so I, I end up, well, I end up seeing people's hearts.
0: How do you, um, what is your secret for if you've got someone like me who sucks and feels horrible about yeah. herself or whatever? I mean, it's better now, but what is your way of infusing the space and an energy? Because this is what you would do with parenting mm-hmm. or with your boss. If there's an energetic thing going on in the room. It's relationship. I don't feel good enough to be in this class or you don't, you're comparing me with a coworker, whatever, all yeah. the crap that people deal with. Yep. How do you transform that energy? Like, like if we were to have a dance class and we know, you and I both know, the strongest energy in the room wins, right? The, the one yep. that can transform. How do you bring people out that are feeling like crap?
1: Well, I think I, as a teacher, as a leader, that's my job. So it's my job. I could be petty and, you know, and bring all the good students to the front, you know, <laughs> so that it makes me look good. And everybody wants to be that. Everybody
0: wants to be, yeah.
1: And then that is manipulation, right? The teachers who surround themselves with teacher's pets are themselves insecure and often are trying to get sometimes some action within that. Like You you know the game, right? This is the the game of having leadership and being in front of whether you're a dance teacher or the president, right? People are attracted to the person in charge. That's kind of normal. 20% of the population will actually try to get close to that just in name of power. You proximity, know, yeah. Proximity to it, it, power, seems- proximity to leadership. But give this. So for me, my job is not to be all that. In front it is to bring you out. So what I what the way I approach it energetically, and I'll say it out loud sometimes. Like you guys, thank you for showing up. You know, we have all kinds of levels here. It takes a lot of courage for you, but in the middle of the floor, and and you know, kind of still function, but to show up. Even though you're uncomfortable, be sure, even if you compare yourself, like, you're all welcome. I embrace you. I applaud you for showing up. We're going to have a great time whichever level you're at, right? Be kind to yourself. One step at a time. We don't know anything until we start learning and practice it more. We're all at different levels. It's good, right? Welcome aboard. Let's go for a ride. And then it's almost like I, I give permission to let go. And oh, then I lead them wow. into that, right, gently. And I can tell if I'm going too fast, they get overwhelmed, bring it down. right? adjust to the level of the class. You can't adjust everybody. But they kind of come in a groove. They just they, they somehow come into a groove of togetherness, you know, following my lead. And that's then all of a sudden we have this whole thing going. And they bounce out of class all excited and happy. They accomplish something. They feel good. They got yes. themselves out of their freaking heads mm-hmm. and got to experience being present. With others, in uh, in partnership rather than in competition, like that. Oh my class. god, that's
0: huge! Because the traditional ballet thing or the traditional oh. studio is the more experienced people are supposed to be in the front, right? And the, the and so there's this this weird um, self selection of where do you think you deserve to stand rather than. <laughs> I feel better on this part of the room, not because I'm trying to make a statement, but I like the way the light is right here, yep, yep, yep. you know, but there's all these weird cultural things, but you said something that I think is so important for anyone on the spiritual and healing path with people. Cause my entire podcast is about, it's this funky dance of being human with other humans <laughs> because right now what's happening is people are going off into the hinterland by themselves to just get away, which, which we need to do. But then the minute you're driving back to your house off the yoga mat, you know? So you know, yoga was great for that one hour, but then how do I handle my child or, and I, oh, I can't wait for my next yoga class. So um, what you said something about, what I love about dance for me is it was the first time I was able to be fully in the moment with yeah. people. Can you say more about that as a dance teacher? Because if we could teach more people how to do that, whether they're professional dancers or not, can you imagine how much happier people would be in their relationships?
1: But, you know, it's, it's, I think we, again, like you said, we're, we put it all in the external as opposed to putting it in the internal. You know, one of the things that I teach my clients that I do for myself every day is I set my intentions for the day. How do I, how do I want today to be? How do I want to feel throughout my day? How do I want to treat myself? How do I want to, you know, I don't beat myself up with all kinds of should, 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 should. Today, I'm going to have a productive day, but I want to take it easy on myself. I want to be gentle on myself. I want to be laser sharp and relaxed at the same time. Like, like I kind of be kind to me, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of trying to produce, compete, fight, you know, and then I need this for me. But then you get back into the battle, in the car, like you just said, it's like, how do we, how about you just constantly get back to centered, 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 right? Like back to your core and then operate every moment from that place, it's a whole different life. How are
0: you able to do that given that the external environment for dance, like ballet, is not that? Ballet no. is who's better? How many, what's your, you know, all this technical evaluation yep. by yep. the ballet mistress and all that yep. stuff? Yep. How are you able to? Get around that because I feel like that's sometimes killing the arts. It's no, a, a competitions, you know, as if art. Yeah. It, speak to that because that, mm-hmm. just it's the same as what's happening in business yeah. and everywhere else. We're competing on yes. something that's supposed to be enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: that. yeah. But the flip side of life, there's the two sides of it, right? This is the <clears throat> how do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What What are you up to? Like who? What are you bringing? But the, we need to because it's a world of, it's a world of Many, you have to be also um, able, right? You have to be able, you have to hold your own, whether you're running a business, mastery mastery of what you're bringing. So, whether you're an an accountant and you're hired to do this for the company and get the numbers up here (laughs) and create the results, right? Like, you got to get effective at your work, you know, like you line up into something you're talented with and feed into this and become mastery, you know, at your job but you could do this and beat yourself up because you compare yourself to everybody else so you could go this is me this is what i bring and you know so there's a, there's a there's a there's a being competent and kind to yourself at the same time be competent and not so cave caveman fighting right. competing and literally pushing against everybody like how do you get into community as well as mastering your you know your abilities so in the world of Technique in the, in, is useful. Well, yeah, because yeah, no. like I said, the people who have very strong technique, by the way, of just typically just practice more. They put in the time. They deserve to be in front of the class. Now, not for the attitude, but mm-hmm. there's the hierarchy of, you know, finding your space. And then, to me, that's really the magic because if we come in this whole, whether it's work or ballet class or jazz class, in the, in the realm of class, people will place themselves typically on their own. The mm-hmm. ones that are the ones that are more talented, who have practiced more, have been at longer, are more confident. They'll naturally go in the front, mm-hmm. right? The intermediate go in the middle. The beginners go in the back. They want to follow. Like mm-hmm. if you put them in the front, they would freeze and overwhelm, and right. Right? right? And it's not fair to the people behind them because sometimes they'll confuse them. So there's a natural space for this. For me, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. like level of, level of training and the expertise mm-hmm. of practicing of confidence. But we don't do this in you guys, us, and me. It's us, <laughs> right? Right. So the ones who are more knowledgeable, more practice, more whatever, get to help, help the ones that are around ah, them.
0: Wouldn't and that be around
1: them and around the, But that's the way I do it. That's the way I do it. I bring, I bring the class together as a unit. Mm-hmm. so there's no snooty there's no upfront because i'm better than you oh, you're upfront this. because you practice more which right. allows you to a uh, mastery but you know you you used to be in this row and you were in the beginning in this row all right so now let's help the people in the you know let's work together
0: wouldn't that be nice if that was how we approached more things uh, that need well, leadership uh, you know whether it's in business in parenting you know parents helping each other or your Absolutely. colleagues instead of competing yep. you might yep. have much more community
1: yeah that's the part that we forget now because we went we're now in this in a phase of of humanity where it's all about self self-help self you know self care self you know empowerment self you know uh Everything, right? So this new new thing, like everybody's like self centered in the, the sense that you know, what do I bring? Who am I? How do I, how am I self relevant in the world? And in that, throws everybody in competition as opposed to in community. Mm. We, you see I love it. this. So we're, we're all competing against each other. Man, every woman I know is in compet- competition with the girl next to her, in front of her, behind her, next. You know, always like check, like c- competing all the time. Men compete differently, by the way, but men are also in competition. The difference is men have it easier. This is a great, this is a bold statement, factual. Men love competition, love competition. and brings us sort of like, shh, like, it brings us like, oh, boop, it lights us up, right? Competition is fun. For women, it's always destructive, energy sucking. Men love competition. And because within that, it's, it's the, the competition, the race is fun, but men have the advantage that they understand team, better than women men understand team we come together as a team our floor our team is going to create this level against this other team right so men are not typically lone wolves don't go far right men understand that instinctively so women don't do team very well women ideally need community to be healthy but the community is your facebook no instagram no right? Community, where's the community? Women are isolated, work too much, and don't, lost. they lost, work is in the community most of the time, right? It's a competition. Where do you come together as a tribe, as women, to actually empower each other, help each other, support each other? Where do you come in community and tribe that actually allows you connection, feeling good, right? Like, getting back into your essence, Mm -hmm. so you can go back to work and not have that kill you
0: exactly there are differences between how men and women prefer you know i i I do a lot of work in teaching on feminine essence feminine presence and at first i i used to think men and women were kind of the same probably because i was pretty much checked out right asexual or whatever but now i'm like oh and once people can feel more into their natural even if you're gay or it, it doesn't matter it's just it matter which way are you happier and in order to know to know that you have to actually feel this meat bucket in some way yep. dance can be very helpful for that yep. Yep. um because i think people are reading too much you know it's right. like trying to learn ballroom dancing by watching only or or reading a, a manual you know, step one you can't you you know, keep, But you, you need the actual experience of it. There's no that, other substitute. And
1: I think everything is like this. Absolutely everything. We don't learn anything by reading about it, right? If, if information was the way to get excellent, oh my God. we'd all be excellent because we have Google. Right. Except, you know, like you could read books about relationships. You could read books about men. You could read books about women. You could read books about... You know, none of it to me, you know,
0: People it, are, information are... doesn't
1: do it. You have to live it. You have to... It's a visceral experience. That's what I do with my clients, right? I, I take him on four months adventure where we get to work. We talk about it. Then we go practice. We talk practice. about it. We go put it together. We go. How does that feel? That was really uncomfortable. But you know what? I learned this. Ah, boom! Step up. Step, you know, it's a visceral experience. You this
0: very you, much. You so. need
1: to. You know, even like young men that I coach, right? That like oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to be. And. I have a hard time. I don't like my job. And they feel like pointless, purposeless. They feel like, you know, irrelevant. They feel like just going through the motion. They're kind of borderline depression because nothing is really turning their cranks. And, you know, and some even don't. They're so like, don't know what they want to do that they don't do anything. And which makes it worse. And they, you know, they go like, and they try to plan their lives in their heads. Right, they like they're trying to plan the future. Like I want to do it right, I want to do it perfect, I want to. Do my way. And they're trying to plan the future way ahead, and it's so overwhelming because it may not work out, that it may fail, and you don't even know how to do it in the first place. And, and all these questions come up, and they freeze. They end up doing nothing.
0: Right, they get overwhelmed. They freeze. And they freeze, can't even take one
1: step. Right, so I say, I say, oh, that's easy, you know, like move, move. <laughs> Well, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I go. That's the point, right? So yeah. if you got this way or this way, you have this decision, this decision, this job potential or this one. And you don't know which one. Doesn't matter. Grab one,
0: because yeah. life,
1: life is the moment you step into either. You don't know which. Pick one, right? And that's that's a it.
0: beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about dance class.
1: You never know what <laughs> the combination
0: thing. will be. You that's know and. Yeah, and, and because if you did, you'd sit home and think about it a
1: lot. <laughs> and you won't <laughs> learn to dance that way. So get sure. this. So the guy will step into one lane, kind of crossing his finger. I hope it's the right decision. It doesn't matter. Because the moment you step into that one lane, within weeks, not months, weeks, it's like, oh, that was the wrong decision. That's not at all what I thought it was going to be, right? You can't expect the world to be right. what you think it's going to be, even if you thought through, thought it through, right? So yeah. you realize, you know, that's not it. Pivot. And I right, go back to the other decision, if, if it's still available and, or just pivot, you just learn something. It saves Not, time. And Right. It, so go through this cycle faster instead of it. wow, it's six it,
0: months. And I'm still thinking of stuff. Yeah. Because I yeah. want it
1: to be perfect. And I want to be the plan. I want to be safe. It doesn't work that way. It's in the no. movement, in the movement that you find yourself, you're going to bang into the, the yeah. wall and you go pivot and a bang in another wall and you pivot and bang. And actually this yep. is what I say. And they get this right away. The guys do simulate differently, but they go if you're banging against all kinds of shit you congratulations that way, that means you're moving yes. if nothing is in your way and you know there's no obstacles you're probably standing still you're going absolutely nowhere move
0: start yeah. moving and right? i think this is where some of the spiritual stuff gets in the way because people are spending a lot of time waiting i'm going to wait for a sign I'm wait for the right time i'm waiting for you know and sometimes it's just take a step. And well, it, yeah, it's, it's hard for people. Cause they want to be, they want to be sure it's the right it, that's, move that's, at the that's, right that's, time. There's
1: no such thing though. You know, if in God, you know, I have women to say, I'm just, you know, I'm just praying and God will send me a good man. I'm like, it's not, the Santa Claus is not coming to your door with a good man. Well, it doesn't work that way, but let me, yep. Let but, me ask
0: you a question okay. because you're the dating coach. Is that all right? Cause I, yeah, someone please. did already write in a question. Nice. All right. I'd love to hear your input. We're sw- switching tracks. If you guys have questions, I know we're on live. You can submit a question, and I'll on the recording. I'll I'll cut some of this out. But nice. uh, uh, well, I won't say her name, but she yeah. wants to know. Yeah, I have a, cl- a former client actually. Uh, she now lives on which uh, there's an island off the coast of Georgia. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's a lovely. It's kind of a touristy. Uh, a lot of people retire there. Okay. Um, it's very cliquish. Um, tourists come and go. And I'm gonna go to a restaurant by myself or a venue where it used to be sociable to mingle. People stick to their groups. Mm-hmm. Um, very few people in my demographic, uh, clickish dating sites are a waste of time. How do folks meet each other, even just as friends to adventure? Seems impossible. Um, I have gotten out of my comfort zone, been judged for it, and it's like crickets out here. 99, <laughs> 99% of my time is alone. So this is someone who really would love to manifest a partner, but not just that. And she feels like she's dancing alone. What might you recommend that could help her jumpstart even more life force to make some of this easier?
1: Well, again, everything is mindset, right? So if you think that you're on the outside, you know, and everybody else is living a life that you can watch, see and admire or an envy, but you go, I'm just over here by myself. Often it's, it's, it's a, um, it's, a, it's a, a result of your childhood, you know, your confidence, what's happened to you, like hiding, not being confident, like whatever. So life experience will get you to that place where I'm over here and the rest of the world's over there, right? That's a problem because if you believe that you belong here or that you can't connect or, you, you know, you're watching the world go by and you think, well, I'm always here alone and nobody talks to me. And I, I, how many times did I hear that, right? Like nobody talks to me and, you know, my friends go out and meet people, and I, I'll go out with them, and nobody meets me. I'm like, Well, honey, again, we're talking about energy, right? Like, how do you show up? What are you bringing? Are you confident? Or are you afraid? Right? Like, it's the vibration of you. So, if you want to, if you have one, you know, the feminine energy, the magic of feminine energy is just, magnetic.
0: Very. It's
1: magnetic, right? So, if you're up in your head,
0: Apple. Yeah.
1: if you're up in your head, your magnet neutralizes. If you're overthinking, the magnet goes out, right? To be feminine is to be in your body and in your heart. To be masculine is to be in your head. So if you internalize everything, if you're in your head and are watching the world around you, you're kind of sitting there like a rock. No one can feel you. But if you're going to turn on the juice of your feminine magnetism, right, you look up and you smile and you look that you're open to the world, this energy. I mean you you see this everywhere right like i'm in public i'm always watching as you know that's my life you know and this is what i see women complain about nobody talks to them nobody you know they feel alone in the world like this is what i see at the mall at the coffee house at the car wash (laughs) no one talks to me i don't understand like i'm a beautiful girl i have a lot to offer but you know no one ever sees me like i don't understand like what else can i do to be like I'm powerful. I got my own car, my own apartment. I, I have no trouble, but nobody wants to date me. But get the fuck off the phone. <laughs> like, because men, real men, right, are always watching. It's an instinctual, it's an instinctual default system, right? Mm-hmm. Get I remember, this. The, yeah, masculine, uh, the yeah. masculine eyeballs instinctively is wired to constantly seek out the feminine form in the world. Instinctly. Oh, I
0: love that. It's you factual. Know,
1: so, well, ladies- I, I love that.
0: I, and I used to be very scared of this. You know, I, when I used I to it. take ballroom before I did a lot of work on the feminine essence, which I teach now, I was totally checked out. But this idea of going to a club or a dance hall where the man invites, yep. oh my God, you mean I had to sit and, and so, I mean, that was really threatening that someone would come forward and invite yep. me. Yep. I, I would go like gender, I would go neutral. Like don't, right. don't see me. Cause right. that's, I was more comfortable with solo dancing, you know, just by myself than yeah. being invited. Someone seeing it's the magnetic vulnerable. It's,
1: it's vulnerable. Very. And if you're not able to be vulnerable, if you've been walled up, you know, if you manned up in life, you, the vulnerability is gone and you are kind of, you're invisible.
0: So it's a great practice of magnetism, you know, like, and now I'm very comfortable. you know, like, I'm comfortable being seen with they, men that are looking, and not in a gross way, but
1: no. They, but they look. Yeah. That's what they do and I could be holding my wife's hand, walking around this, you know, the mall, and and my eyes will catch a Ferrari, and I go, oh, and I go, look, babe, she's working it, and she's like, wow, yeah, she's hot, right? <laughs> like a woman's confident with her heels and the short skirt or whatever. Like there's something when a girl is, you know, kind of like. Mm-hmm girly feminine or you know even if she's being playful with the sexuality like there's something but you know this energy is sort of oh so now i can see the ferrari doesn't mean i want to own the ferrari or get in it are you with me but i'll see it that's nature so it doesn't threaten my wife but i'm I'm not going to pretend i don't see it it's a whole different layer but like so that that feminine radiance is look up right? Be open and smile. I hate to sound stupid, but men, this is how men, this is like data, right? This is not my opinion. This is data. This is how men describe beauty in women. Are you ready? I'm ready. Not your hips, not your hair, not your boobs, not the length of your legs, right? Not a Ferrari. That's not what men are, are, could, could consider beauty. They'll see it, but they can't handle it. They don't want it. They don't want the maintenance of it or the care of it. It's too much, right? This is how men describe beauty in women. Are you ready? It's a sparkle in her eyes and the radiance of her smile Mm. that moves their hearts. Nothing else. Nothing else is like, so when you're open and present and happy and joyful, you radiate. And you radiate on everyone around you. It's like 50 feet around you. When you're happy and in good shape and rested and connected to your heart, you radiate. And you can look up and be present and look at people and smile. And you'll see men doing like this, smile back and go, "Good morning." Do you know what I mean? Like it's right now. It's a little vulnerable to practice if you're not used to it, but it's a way to open the channels. It's big magnetic. Yes. But women yes. who own that have attention of men, of women, of children, of animals. Right? They magnetize. It's the magic of your femininity. So if you're in your head and spend your life in your head, that all goes away. Oh, you just
0: described my life arc earlier on. I was in my head, and um, you know, I didn't know understanding anything about feminine essence. And now I've been teaching it, you know, for ten years. And what what I try to impress and invite women into feeling is that it's not something you do. Okay, (laughs) I'm gonna have sparkle. It's it's a feeling in the body that is just it feels good. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort, but it's a very different way of getting to know your meat bucket. So yeah. that you can dance with somebody, even at the mall, to say hello, that's a dance. Yeah. You know, everything in relationship a with us, it's, it's all everything. energy. And if we could just come back to a more instinctive, intuitive way of being in our bodies, we mm-hmm. might have half a chance of communicating a little better with our partners,
1: um, our Amen. bosses, Amen. you know, and
0: just enjoy ourselves so much more. Well,
1: because, again, so the, 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 the the benefit for women to step back into their feminine is that. You go from competitive fighting in the world, pushing in your head, ah, ah, right, which is you, you become adrenalized, so you're constantly uptight, you're constantly stressed, you're constantly overwhelmed, you're constantly are uptight at some level, right? You're fighting too much, and the moment you could let that go of doing, but mm-hmm. kind of step back into your body and your heart and let go into being, you heard, your whole nervous system goes yeah. and that... That opening, right? That letting go is literally like watching the walls come down around you. And that, if, if you could tap into enhancing really feeling good, right? I get this. I, I tell this to ladies, and it's, it's so simple. But, again, it's, it's foreign until you practice it, I guess, or you've been knocked out of it by life circumstances. But, you know, <clears throat> when you feel good as a woman, like, when you feel good, right? It feels good to be with you. This is when men show up. This is when the, 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 you know, the, the, the cashier will go, hi, good morning. Like they kind of like respond yeah. to you, right? You magnetize them out of themselves as opposed to if you're a brick of ice, you know what I mean, just putting your mm-hmm. shit on the belt. Like, they, nothing, you know what I mean? there's, there's such a, some pulled pull out of you sometimes, but as a rule, they're responding to you, right? So if you get back into here and you open the, the, body. Ch- the, the channels, when you feel good, I feel good. And then I smile at you. Get this, when you feel sexy. Regardless of your, anything, when you feel sexy, you're sexy. Mm. Beat that, right? So it's, it's how you carry it inside, how you connect to your soul and your heart and your body when you feel good. So that's why one of my clients, when I, to get them out of their heads, I have them, just, I have them uh, create this whole self-care program. Anything throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the months. Um, that feels good, that brings you back into your heart, into your body. Anything that feels good will bring you back, you know. After work, being masculine, you need to come back, find some kind of ritual to bring, back, bring you back into your feminine, right? A bunch of rituals. So some ladies, I go, you can leave the work, you know, you've been manly all day, that's fine. let's say, leave your balls in the desk drawer, right? You've done, you've used them for the day. You don't step in the world, masculine. You leave your balls at work. When you get in the car, some kind of ritual to bring you back into your body. Some ladies use music. Some ladies apply a little makeup, different. It makes them feel girly. Uh, some ladies change their shoes from flats to pumps. makes them feel like women. I have one client who uses a scarf. I think it was a grandmother's, and she loves that scarf. Just put that scarf on her shoulder. Whew, change the purse, the work purse to the fancy purse, just to go to the store. But it, it's like whatever ritual you have, it could be little like this. Music in the car will change your mood by the time you get to the store. And now you have a woman steps out of the car instead of a man in a skirt out of the car right like that awareness that energy changes and you radiate now in the world as opposed to being a block of ice and all of a sudden people say hello and men will smile and then like you take it from there right like it's it's energy
0: and everything is energy and what would you suggest for men who I don't know, maybe they haven't discovered their full masculine electric, you know, women are magnetic, men are more electric. Because yep, yep. a lot of women are, they come to me saying, you know, I'm having trouble finding a guy that I'm not ending up mothering. And of course we know yep. there's some reasons for that, but yep. what would you recommend for men to find that spark within them so that they can go eat, whether ballroom dancing or leadership in yep. companies and have that, that, that feel good feeling.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. <sighs> What makes a man confident is his ability throughout his life, starting as a young teen, to conquer himself, conquer his fears, conquer mm-hmm. his question mark, conquer his self-doubt. Am I really capable? Do I measure up in the world? Right? This, that man of plagued by that self-doubt. Do I, am I big enough? Am I good enough? Can I even be good enough? I don't know. I've never done it. <clears throat> I want to be. So men find their mojo by conquering their fears, conquering going after their lives building their character everything that's difficult they tackle because they come out on the other side stronger capable and confident Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they have that mojo that everybody goes like look at him you know what i mean like for me i'm at the gym every day and i'm an older gentleman who's got my life together and yesterday one of my buddies is like dude man i'm gonna buy you a pope hat i'm like (laughs) well popes you know the big old pope hat i like, I don't understand what he said. He goes, all the guys are coming around you saying, how do you do this? Why do this? How do I do this? Why does like, like, you're like the, 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 the sage, you know what I mean? But he says, they come at you. You don't go after them. They all come to you. Like, they're constantly interrupting us. And he goes, because young men especially have this question mark, am I capable? I don't know what I'm doing. I want to be powerful. I want to be, blah, but I don't know how, right? And they where they recognize a secure, mature man, a guy who has confidence, a guy who has this mojo, a guy who's a rock, a guy who's got character, they right re- they the cute energy, they feel, it, feel it. They come they come right over and they want some of it. Yeah. How you do this? How you do this? And they just don't any questions just to get around that energy. So it becomes yes. a beacon to young men, but for men, I, I usually say, because I, co- I coach men as well, and I go, I have no confidence. I don't know who I am. I have no confidence with women. I hate my job. I feel small. I'm miserable. I'm depressed. I drink too much because of it. I go, <laughs> let's conquer yourself. Let's get to work. Let's pursue your fears. What is it you're afraid of doing? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of flying. Let's get on the plane. Oh, wonderful. Conquer it. You know what I mean? Like, so like, you step into your fear, and mm-hmm. you get on the side, going, damn. You know, that wasn't so bad. And actually, you know, I won't do that again. Right? It's that. Yeah. So that's, how, that's how I help men. They really step into every question they have about themselves. Step into it. You don't want to do it? Go ahead and do it now. Mm-hmm. I actually I did this to myself. I did this as a young teenager when I realized I was just, because of my past, I was scared of everything. It became my, my <laughs> this is how I lived for years. Mm-hmm. The moment there's something I didn't want to do. I made a deal with myself. When it's something I don't want to do, I go, oh, you got to go do it. Mm. And I would go do it. Like anything that was uncomfortable, that, that scared me, or that I, the more I didn't want to do it, the more I go, okay, here we go. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> because I was always, I'd always come out on the other side. I never died. It always been better than I thought. All the fear was in my head, not so much. in. Oh, and then guess what? Confidence, 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 confidence. Mojo, mojo, confidence. Balls, you know what I mean, and all of a sudden, like, bring it. I'll handle it. Bring it, you know. And that 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 presence is very attractive to ladies. It can very attractive to young men. They're attracted to that, but like the same Mm -hmm. thing, like a feminine woman attracts men, women, children, animals. A confident man who's appropriately, you know, not bully, not over the top, but like uh, appropriate masculine man who is planted and being grounded and solid in that, that you can't shake off his platform, damn, that's attractive. Damn, that's sexy, right?
0: And, and then both genders can be more alive.
1: See that? More, up. more alive.
0: And use your body... Um, I think it's wonderful to recognize these differences between men and women. It has nothing to do with uh, sexual preference, by the way. Sometimes I get questions from trans people. and yep. it, it, But which way are you more alive? Every once in a while, there's a woman who likes the masculine style more. I'm like, fine. I don't care. It's like, as long as you come alive, it's it's rare, but yep. it, it happens. And sometimes it's the opposite. Yep. Yep. And there's plenty of room in this dance of life for uh, stop doing it by yourself. Join a community, use your body. Um, for men, maybe be curious about what's scaring you. For women, be more present in your body and learn to attract. And can you imagine? We could dance. This this thing could life about life could be so much more joyful. That,
1: that's what I'm up to. That's exactly what I'm up to. That's exactly my work. Left. Oh and my right. God.
0: So for people who want to know more about your work, everybody, um, what is let's see. I just had it. Uh, project. What, what going is up? your my, equinox. My I remember it was
1: like a word. I couldn't
0: remember ProjectEquinox.com. Pro- I'm going to. No, pro- dot,
1: dot net. Dot net. Oh, dot oh, dot will net. Take you to, yeah. It'll take you to a planetary website. Cause oh you know what the equinox is, right? The equinox is a perfect Ooh. place between light and dark men and women, yeah. right? Masculine and feminine. So I thought it was a clever name. Equinox. I that love that this. balance. But I have, a feeling I have like
0: a, we're going to talk again soon. With yeah, more. I mean, there's so much to discover, but God. anytime I meet someone who understands energy, Yep. I don't care about the theories. Y'all know you, people have read all the self-help books and it's not working. They just know more, but yep. in their body, they just feel like crap. Right. So yeah. if dancers and artists are more in touch with life force than the best psychotherapy in the world. And yeah, you know, I mean, there's value in, yeah, but, and we bring them together, you know, Oh my God, it's powerful. unbeatable.
1: Unbeatable. Yeah, so, This is what I actually believe men and women coming together, make a whole different energy. Right, like the whole idea of right now, we're always separated and we don't understand each other. But it's when we come together that we create a different entity, a different energy, and a dance, and a and different culture. Right, there's this harmony in that, there's the support on both sides. What she does, you know, what she does naturally is not what I do naturally, but they're complementary, you know, and that, that's the coming together. There's more life, there's more satisfaction, there's more mm-hmm. vitality. You know, together and separate. Like it's just, it's, again, it's nature. It's just nature. It's
0: nature. Yeah. We've made it so complicated.
1: Me, 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 like me, so, me, 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 me. It doesn't work. It doesn't go for, it doesn't do for a satisfying connected life. It doesn't. Yeah. Right.
0: So, my hope is that people can watch or listen to this podcast and feel into the energy of what we're saying. I mean, Adele yaps a lot, but hopefully you can feel into the essence of the energetic message that Andre and I are trying to share rather than you can take notes, but that but that's not as important as feeling something in your body
1: yep, because the number it. of
0: people who are walking around saying, Oh, I know that. I know that <laughs> already. I'm like, Oh my God. If you knew it,
1: you, you would, would be,
0: were, you know? I yeah. It. It's like saying, Oh, I know all about ballroom dancing. You know, I've watched a video about that. It's when the man <laughs> leaves the woman and you're just like, Oh my God, have you yeah. ever tried it? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. No, no, but I could tell I could do I, it. I, I could do it. Well, yeah. you know, get on the floor and see what happens right now,
0: exactly i have you...
1: i have a gift for your listeners if you know absolutely
0: you know. and right. we'll put it in the notes too but yeah share share what you'd like to share
1: so if you i, I created a landing page it's www.andregroupcoaching.com it's a landing page and it takes you to my calendar so if anybody's curious about what i do or they're curious about their circumstances that's my favorite part of the work right because if you're going to try to get into any relationship especially love relationship but they even if you're struggling with relationships at work and with friends and family, again, it's the default system, right? The default system. What are you coming from? What is this? What is? What a decision you made as a child that made that that may be stuck on you that you forgot. Like, you can't trust people. Men are all. Women are all. Right? I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I don't belong here. Right? Happened to me. So I understand these become stri- They become drivers of our lives, and then we even forget those decisions subconsciously but it runs the show and often we find yourself in the loop of life. And I can't find a good mate. I can't, I, men are always men or women. Like when you find the loop going, it's not them, it's you. And it's often the decision we made that we don't remember. So if you go to my calendar, I have a VIP click on my calendar. There's a, I have a VIP one hour, like exploratory call. Anybody who's curious, You know, we'll go into that discovery. What happened to you when you're little that you forgot about, peel the onion, and realize there's nothing wrong with you? It's just life. Your circumstances cause you there. Now, that's what happened. Now we're here. What's the dream? What's the Mm. dream? What's the dream? Let's talk about the dream. And like I said, I have options if people want to work with me. There's different options to maybe help them with that. But that call alone is quite valuable because it'll basically release women and men from what's wrong with me. right especially women have their what's wrong men men kind of lonely and disconnected women have this what's wrong with me i what's wrong with you? what's wrong with me and it breaks my heart to question to think there's something broken about themselves them where it's just life you know it's things we forgot like it's the past that we have to undo
0: yeah no one was ever meant to do this alone oh you know there used to be medicine people or elders around and now
1: the whole village (laughs)
0: You know, so, so don't <laughs> feel weird if you uh, could use some help. So I'll put that in the notes as well. But Andre, this has been so awesome. You've been so generous with the time. And thank you I so much you. for dancing with me today. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Thank this you. has been, what would dance would this be? Would this be, if you, if you were to make this call a dance of some kind, which of the ballroom or Latin dances would you say our call has most closely resembled?
1: Let me see. It's not a tango. It's a cha-cha. Cha-cha. It's I a like cha-cha. The salsa is too sexy. We didn't get too sexy. We got, we got, we got, we got to play, and it was mm-hmm. easy and fun. That's a cha-cha.
0: You know what would be cool next Quite time playful. is to play with energy over Zoom. I've, I've been experimenting. I would need to find someone who can send and receive energy, like so the audience can watch yep. this dance. Because we think dancing, I mean, you need a body, but it can also be done just through presence, yep. you know? And I was like, oh man, that would be edgy. You know, like people could see a dance without a whole lot of, next time. So I'm need to run, would you be up for that? It's something to try? Absolutely,
1: I'll try it, I'll, it's I'm the guy. Different. I'm talking about like, if I haven't, if I haven't done it and I don't know how to do it it scares me, I wanna do it.
0: Awesome, well, I'll let you go. I know you've got things to do and I don't wanna consume your entire afternoon out there in California.
1: No so everybody,
0: thanks, Andre, this is so awesome. And everybody have an awesome day.
1: Bye. Thank you all.